Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 23 of Breakthrough with Brig. How's it going? Y'all, I kind of feel like I left y'all hanging last week. It's like I brought all this stuff up and we didn't really have a lot of time to unpack it. But one of my things is I really want to take my time with this and I'm okay if it's messy if there's some confusion in here, if I piss some people off, like I'm here for all of it. Because I truly believe when we as Black women stop trying to step over, go under, go around this stereotype, our relationships will be better. Our relationship, number one, to ourselves, because we're not trying to like edit ourselves, our relationship to others, because we're going to learn compassion for them, even if they believe the stereotype, because we're going to allow people to be grown and do what grown folk do. And it's going to create better relationships with our men, specifically our black men, because we're going to, once again, allow them to have their feelings and we're not going to try to fight it, disprove it. And it's going to take the pressure off of us in our relationships. And because of that, we get to show up just however we want to or choose to, because this is who I am. Listen, my podcast is about breakthrough because I want us to break the barriers, break the chains and be a change maker. How about that? Right. To be liberated, to be free. And that means the title of the angry black woman. So last week I kind of talked about like some things and I talked about the patriarchy, right? And we're going to deal with that even more maybe in the next episode. But in this one, I really want to bring home like what the stereotype, what it represented. It represented, remember, if you go back to the beginning, it was Sapphire was the original angry Black woman. And she was this loud, boisterous, emasculating woman. And that's the part I want to dive into. Because I think that's the thing that has the sting within our relationship. The fact that because I'm angry, somehow it emasculates our men. Like because I express an opinion, somehow it emasculating. Like I, as a successful Black woman, somehow have the ability to emasculate my man. First of all, if I was a man, I would think about this. Like what woman actually has the power 
to make me feel weaker or less effective because that's the definition of emasculating. Let me read it. Emasculating is to deprive a man of his male role or identity. Okay. When you think about that and you know what we now know, because if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know how we feel is because of our thoughts, right? And our job is to manage our optional thoughts. We're taking thought work, mixing it in with our black female queen experiences with what we know, with the science of neurobiology and psychology and mission all this together, right? So that we can get some clarity and some definition and some direction. So remember, emasculate means to deprive a man of his male role or identity. Okay, let's unpack that. Our identity is a mixture of our thoughts, what we think about us, and our feelings, which we've learned how we feel about us are determined by our thoughts. So it's me depriving a man of his thoughts about him and the way he feels because of those thoughts. Okay. Is that even possible, y'all? Like, really? Is there a way for me to get in a man's brain some kind of way and change his thoughts about himself. No, what I do, how I say it, how I show up, what I don't do, does not create thoughts in someone else's brain. But we as women have been taught, I don't care what color you are, if you live in this world, nine times out of 10, we have been culturally raised to believe that we are responsible for how other people feel around us, especially our men. I want us to cut that cord. It's disempowering to us, but can I tell you something? It's an insult to our men. Like to believe that I have the ability to change my man's identity, the way he thinks of himself, Uh uh-uh. They selling, I'm not buying. Give you the other definition. It is to make someone weaker or less effective. To make. Listen, queens, we some powerful people, but I can't make anybody feel weaker or lesser because remember our feelings come from our thoughts. So it's his thoughts about him that creates his feelings not me. So in this scenario, though, if I can give him his power, take away his power, then that also means that somehow or another, I can give a man his power. Understand that? Like if I can emasculate you, then somehow or another, I can demasculate. Is that the word? I can give you your power. If I was a man, I wouldn't want my power determined to whether or not my woman feels like I deserve. Like, I wouldn't want my power to be tied to my woman, my kids, my job, anything. I would want it to be independent of everything. I would want it to be self-created. That's where I want my power to be. 
I would think that my man would want that too, right? So where did this come from? Did you know that way back, when, when, way, way back, <laughs> like 1700s or something like that, it was like the man got his power from his woman not being able to work. Like the more frail the woman was, the more fragile she was. It was a symbol of the fact that he was able to take care of both of them. It was a symbol of power. Like if his wife couldn't work, if she was like sickly and frail, like his power influence within the community was elevated because it must have been that he was doing good because he could take care of both of them. Now, we don't have that same system now, but that's kind of where it comes from. It's like our weakness gave men their power. It's not true. We can't create a feeling inside of our men just as much as a man cannot create a feeling inside of you. Listen, ladies, I don't care what he's doing or what he's not doing. He can't make you feel like a woman. I don't care if he's opening the door, if he's paying your bills, if he's taking you on shopping trips, whatever. It's your thoughts about what he's doing or not doing. It's your thoughts about you that's creating you feeling like a woman. And if you tie it to the things that he does, then he always has to keep doing and up leveling the things that he does so that you can create those feelings of, I feel like a woman. Now, that's not fair to him. Like, literally, imagine, I want to feel like a woman. What are you going to do for me today? How are you going to make me feel that, like that today? Where are you going to go? How are you going to treat me special today? Because I want to feel special. I want to feel like a woman. It's exhausting. No, like, if I was a man, I wouldn't want that. It's exhausting. So when we understand this, I want you to understand this so clearly so the next time someone is saying you're this power hungry, whatever, or you're the angry black woman, and there's that stigma that I am emasculating, that is not even possible at all. It's all about self-responsibility. I feel like a woman because I create thoughts that make me feel like a woman, self-generated. And he feels like a man because of thoughts that make him feel like a man, self-generated. So you're like, okay, Brig, well, shoot, like, why are we getting together then if I'm responsible for making me feel like a woman and he's responsible for making him feel like a man? Like, so why then? Does that mean I can just treat him any kind of way? <laughs> the answer is no, Queen, but not for the reason that you're thinking. Not because you're trying to manipulate him or avoid being called the angry black woman, but because it's the most compassionate, there's my word again, thing for you. Remember, let's go back to it. Why we do things is because of our feelings. So I feel good. Like if I want to feel love and compassion, that's going to drive me to do different things than if I feel angry, mad, resentful, frustrated. That's going to drive me to do different things. So 
I do things because I create love for him and for myself because it feels freaking good to me. Like I get to feel love all the time, not based on what he does, but based on how I feel. And he just happens to be the beneficiary of my feelings of love. So my actions come from the feelings that I like. Listen, I'm saying all this about the angry black woman and everything, but can I tell you my natural tendency is nurturing, serving. I am your literally make your cake, make your favorite meal, like take you out, enjoy your company, back rubs. I have like tweezers with your ingrown beard. Yeah, I got my black man, right? but not because I'm trying to manipulate a feeling inside of him. When I give from that point of view, I'm giving out of lack. And I'm going to talk about that. But I do that because it feels good to me because my feeling that I love to be in is love and compassion serve. That feels good to me. I do it even with my kids. I love feeling compassion, love, serve. I do it with my clients. I like feeling love, compassion, serve. I do it at my job as a nurse anesthetist, love, compassion, serve. When I stay in the energies that feel good for me, how we feel drives our actions. My action is, oh, I see this shirt. Oh, I think he would look good in this. I buy the shirt. Oh, He's had a hard day. I feel love. How can I serve him? I'm going to make his favorite meal. So I show up as I am authentically, not because I'm trying to manipulate a feeling so I can avoid him thinking a certain way. No, but because this is just who I am. Now, let me give you an example. I remember I was in a relationship way back, way back. And I was in love. And so when I'm in love, I say it like I may inadvertently tell like my friends, my friends all know it. Like before I hang up, sometimes I just say, I love you. I love you. I tell my kids that driving down the street and I just look over at them and I tell you, I love you. I tell my mom that just spontaneous. I love you. That's just who I am. That's what I do. So when I was at a point where I felt love for this guy, I was dating way back when, I would say, I love you. And he would go, oh, you do? And sometimes he would say, why? Oh, that's so sweet. But he wouldn't say, I love you back, right? And that kind of bothered me for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. And so I had to go inquiry for me. Like, why is it bothering me? And so I had to question myself. I was like, oh, queen. Are you saying I love you so that he can say I love you back? Is that love? If I'm giving an offering, I love you, and I'm expecting and I love you back, is that unconditional love or is that love with condition? And was that the love that I wanted to offer because of who I am? Not because of what he deserved or anything like that, but because of who I am. And then I was like, I went to this phase where I'm not going to say it. And it was more work for me not to say I love you on those spontaneous moments because that's who I am. I was like being more, I was being inauthentic and that was more work for me and more frustrating than it would have been if I just allowed myself to be authentically me, which meant I love you. 
leaving what he said on the other side of that to him. What he did with it was on him. I love unconditionally. I get to show up who I am as I am. That's the freedom I want for you. I want you to be able to be who you are and honor that. Even when it's I disagree with what you are saying, with what you are doing, even when it's I set a boundary here, or even when it's I love you and I don't get a I love you back. What would happen if we just allowed ourselves to show up in our full, authentic way? And we just let the cards fall where they may. They either left or they stayed because of who the fuck we were, not for some trumped up image of who we thought they needed to be or who we were afraid to show them. That way, can I tell you, being on the other side of so many relationships that have completed, I don't call them failures or ending like they've completed. There is nothing better than when a relationship has completed that you knowing that you showed up who you were, like what they let go, what was done, what was walked away from, what was cheated on, what was an agreed mutual ending was based on who I really am. Can I tell you, you can sleep at night when the relationship ends because you are being who you really are. I couldn't have been anybody else. So there's nothing for me to like, I can toss and turn. I can be upset and I may have to do some like work on my disappointment and everything. But at the end of the day, they chose if they chose to leave, they chose to leave me who I am. I couldn't have done anything different. There's nothing to beat myself up over right? And that means you get to honor when you disagree, when you have another opinion, or when you've had a bad day and you just fucking want to vent. You don't have the power to emasculate a man. And for anyone to hold that over you, you can just give that back to them. Nambu, and remember, We don't just say, oh, you feel that way because of your thoughts and then treat them any kind of way. No, because that doesn't feel good to us. I treat my men out of love because fucking loving feels good to me because serving compassion feels good to me and they just get the benefits of it. All right. I will talk with you guys next week where we're going to talk about how we show up when we are afraid of that label. So this week we talked about like how we can't even possibly create that label. Like that label isn't even possible that we can emasculate a man and we separate it. What creates that? And next week I want to show us how we show up though, when we take on that label and I want to free us from that. All right. Till next time, guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. 
30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com. B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time. Thank you.